Greetings, reading 365 Daily Bible Devotional, October 29th, Lamentations, chapter 1 to chapter 2, 22. Heavenly Father, give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you're telling us in our spirits. Grant us new visibility, Lord, and new strength to go out there and do your work. Give us eyes to see in what you're working on and help us to work with you. In Jesus' name, amen. In today's study, God had given special care to Jerusalem, like a father protecting his daughter. But her sins had been persistent, and her punishment was horrible. Jeremiah's sorrow and weeping over the judgment of Jerusalem expresses the sorrow of the nation. At first, sin seems to offer freedom. Then we become captivated to a sin, bound by its yoke. When we suffer the consequences of sin, repentance is the first and most important way to find relief. This means turning away from the sin that caused the problem and turning to God for forgiveness and restoration. No matter what you've done and no matter what the consequences have been, you can turn away from sin and turn to God now. And He will forgive you. He won't necessarily erase all the consequences, but He will give you forgiveness, comfort, relief, and freedom from the sins that you've been obligated to maintain. Lamentations. Chapter 1. Jerusalem, once so full of people, is now deserted. She who was once great among the nations now sits alone like a widow. Once the queen of all the earth, she is now a slave. She sobs through the night, tears streaming down her cheeks. Among all her lovers, there is no one left comfort her. All her friends have betrayed her and become her enemies. Judah have been led away into captivity, oppressed with cruel slavery. She lives among the foreign nations and has no place to rest. Her enemies have chased her down, and she has nowhere to turn. The roads to Jerusalem are in mourning, for crowds no longer come to celebrate the festivals. The city gates are sighted, her priests groan, her young women are crying, how bitter is her faith. Her oppressors have become her masters, and her enemies prosper. For the Lord has punished Jerusalem for her many sins. Her children have been captured and taken away to distant lands. All the majesty of beautiful Jerusalem has been stripped away. Her princesses are like starving deer searching for pasture. They are too weak to run from the pursuing enemy. In the midst of her sadness and wandering, Jerusalem remembers her ancient splendor. But now she has fallen to her enemy, and there is no one to help her. Her enemy struck her down and laughed as she fell. Jerusalem has sinned greatly, so she has been tossed away like a filthy rag. All who once honored her now despise her, for they have seen her stripped naked and humiliated. All she can do is groan and hide her face. She defiled herself with immorality and gave no thought to her future, 
Now she lies in the gutter with no one to lift her out. Lord, see my misery, she cries. The enemy has triumphed. The enemy has plundered her completely, taking every precious thing she owns. She has seen foreigners violate her sacred temple, the place the Lord had forbidden them to enter. Her people groan as they search for bread. They have sold their treasures for food to stay alive. O Lord, look, she mourns, and see how I am despised. Does it mean nothing to you, all you who pass by? Look around and see if there's any suffering like mine, which the Lord brought on me when he erupted in fierce anger. He has sent fire from heaven that burns in my bones. He has placed a trap in my path and turned me back. He has left me devastated, racked with sickness all day long. He wove my sins into ropes to hitch me to a yoke of captivity. The Lord sapped my strength and turned me over to my enemies. I am helpless in their hands. The Lord has treated me, my mighty men, with contempt. At his command, a great army has come to crush my young warriors. The Lord has trampled his beloved city like grapes are trampled in a winepress. For all these things I weep. Tears flow down my cheeks. No one is here to comfort me. Any who might encourage me are far away. My children have no future, for the enemy has conquered us. Jerusalem reaches out for help, but no one comforts her. Regarding his people Israel, the Lord has said, Let their neighbors be their enemies. Let them be thrown away like a filthy rag. The Lord is right, Jerusalem says, for I rebel against them. Listen, people everywhere, look upon my anguish and despair, for my sons and daughters have been taken captive to distant lands. I beg my allies for help, but they betrayed me. My priests and leaders starved to death in the city. Even as they searched for food to save their lives. Lord, see my anguish. My heart is broken and my soul despairs. For I have reveled against you in the streets the sword kills and at home there is only death. Others hear my groans, but no one turned to comfort me. When my enemies heard about my troubles, they were happy to see what you had done. Oh, bring the day you promise when they will suffer as I have suffered. Look at all their evil deeds, Lord. Punish them as you have punished me for all my sins. My groans are many, and I am sick at heart. The Lord in his anger has cast a dark shadow over beautiful Jerusalem. The fairest of Israel's cities lies in the dust, thrown down from the heights of heaven. In his day of great anger, the Lord has shown no mercy even to his temple. Without mercy, the Lord has destroyed every home in Israel. In his anger, he has broken down the fortress walls of beautiful Jerusalem. He has brought them to the ground, dishonoring the kingdom and its rulers. (laughs) 
All the strength of Israel vanishes beneath his fire, fierce anger. The Lord has withdrawn his protection as the enemy attacks. He consumes the whole land of Israel like a raging fire. He bends his bow against his people as though he were their enemy. His strength is used against them to kill their first finest youth. His, his fury is poured out like fire on beautiful Jerusalem. Yes, the Lord has vanquished Israel like an enemy. He has destroyed her palaces and demolished her fortresses. He has brought unending sorrow and tears upon beautiful Jerusalem. He has broken down his temple as though it were merely a garden shelter. The Lord has blotted out all memory of the holy festivals and Sabbath days. Kings and priests fall together before his fierce anger. The Lord has rejected his own altar. He despises his own sanctuary. He has given Jerusalem palaces to her enemies. They shout in the Lord's temple as though it were a day of celebration. The Lord was determined to destroy the walls of beautiful Jerusalem. He made careful plans for their destruction, then did what he had planned. Therefore, the ramparts and walls have fallen down before him. Jerusalem's gates have sunk into the ground. He has smashed their locks and bars. Her kings and princes have been exiled to distant lands. Her law has ceased to exist. Her prophets received no more visions from the Lord. The leaders of beautiful Jerusalem sit on the ground in silence. They are clothed in burlap and throw dust on their heads. The young women of Jerusalem hang their heads in shame. I have cried until the tears no longer come. My heart is broken. My spirit is poured out in agony, and I see the desperate plight of my people. Little children and tiny babies are fainting and dying in the streets. They cry out to their mothers, we need food and drink. Their lives ebb away in the streets like the life of a warrior wounded in battle. They gasp for life as they collapse in their mother's arms. What can I say about you? Who has ever seen such sorrow? O daughter of Jerusalem, to what can I compare your anguish? O virgin daughter of Zion, how can I comfort you? For your wound is as deep as the sea. Who can heal you? Your prophets have said so many foolish things, false to the core. They did not save you from exile by pointing out your sins. Instead, they painted false pictures filling you with false hope. All who pass by jeer at you. They scoff and insult beautiful Jerusalem, saying, Is this the city called most beautiful in all the world and joy of all the earth? All your enemies mock you, they scoff and snarl you, and say, We have destroyed her at last. We have long waited for this day, and it's finally here. But it is the Lord who did just as he planned. He has fulfilled his promise of disaster he made long ago. He has destroyed Jerusalem without mercy. He has caused her enemies to gloat over her, and has given them power over her. Cry out loud before the Lord, O walls of beautiful Jerusalem. Let your tears flow like a river day and night. 
give yourself to no rest, give your eyes no relief. Rise during the night and cry out. Pour out your heart like water to the Lord. Lift up your hands to Him in prayer, pleading for your children. For in every street they are faint with hunger. O Lord, think about this. Should you treat your own people this way? Should mothers eat their own children, those who they once bounced on their knees? Should priests and prophets be killed with the Lord's temple? See them lying in the streets, young and old, boys and girls, killed by the sword of the enemy. You have killed them in your anger, slaughtering them without mercy. You have invited terrorists from all around, as though you were calling them today a feasting. In the day of the Lord's anger, no one has escaped or survived. The enemy has killed all the children whom I carried and raised. Again, you have invited terrors from all around, as though you were calling them to a day of feasting. In the day of the Lord's anger, no one has escaped or survived. The enemy has killed all the children whom I carried and raised. All right, we're going to be reading Philemon. And Philemon was a wealthy member of the church in Coloss, and Onesimus was his slave. Onesimus had run away from Philemon and had made his way to Rome, where he met Paul, who led him to Christ. Paul had persuaded Onesimus to return to his master. Now Paul wrote this letter to Philemon, to ask him to be reconciled to his runaway slave and receive him as a brother and fellow member of God's family. Paul provides a good example of how to deal with conflict between Christians. When reconciling a broken relationship or meditating on an argument, trust must be rebuilt between those in conflict. Reconciliation means reestablishing relationship. Christ has reconciled us to God and to others. Many barriers come between people, race, social status, gender, personality differences, but Christ can break down these barriers. Jesus Christ changed Onesimus' relationship to Philemon from slave to brother. Do you have relationships that need reconciliation? Use Paul's approach to rebuild a trusting relationship. Identify with those involved. Seek their consent rather than forcing them to follow certain rules. Appeal to Christians' love rather than to power or authority. Agree to absorb whatever cost you can. Christ can transfer our most hopeless relationship and reconcile seemingly irreconcilable people. And with that, Anna is going to be reading Philemon chapter 1, verses 1 through 25, please. Okay. All right. It says, um, oh the wrong place it says Titus it's Philemon right Philemon amen talking about grudges okay here we go this letter is from Paul a prisoner of preach for preaching the good news about Christ Jesus and from our brother Timothy I'm writing to Philemon, our beloved co-worker, and to our sister, 
Aphia and to our fellow soldier Archippus and to the church that meets in your house. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Paul's Thanksgiving and Prayer I always thank my God when I pray for you, Philemon, because I keep hearing about your faith in the Lord Jesus and all your love for all of God's people. And I am praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. Your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. That is why I am boldly asking a favor of you. I could demand it in the name of Christ because it's the right thing for you to do. But because of our love, I prefer simply to ask you. Consider this as a request from me, Paul, an old man, and now also a prisoner for the sake of Christ Jesus. I appeal to you to show kindness to my child, Onimus, Onsimus. I became his father in the faith while here in prison. Onesimus hasn't been of much use to you in the past, but now he's very useful to both of us. I'm sending him back to you, and with him comes my own heart. I wanted to keep him here with me while I'm in these chains for preaching the good news, and he would have helped me on your behalf. But I didn't want to do anything without your consent. I wanted you to help because you because you were willing, not because you were forced. It seems you lost Onimus uh, for a little while so that you could have him back forever. He's no longer like a slave to you. He's more than a slave, for he's a beloved brother, especially to me now. Now he will mean much more to you both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you welcome me. If he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it, and I won't mention that you owe me your very soul. Yes, my brother, please do this favor for the Lord's sake. Give me this encouragement in Christ. I'm confident as I write this letter that you will do what I ask and even more. One more thing, please. Prepare a guest room for me for I'm hoping that God will answer your prayers and let me return to you soon. Epharis, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you his greetings. So do Mark, Aristarchus, Damas, and Luke, my co-workers. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Again, praying for the people, praying for the for the ones that are, have hurt you is so important to Christ to let the love of Christ dwell. It may be that the person needs salvation that you're praying for and that that grudge can be the intercession that that God rewards us as we pray for others, pray for their spiritual health, pray for their conformity to Christ and and they will 
for their happiness and their health and their spiritual awareness in Jesus name may they become one amen now praying the Psalms let's go ahead and pray the Psalms where it says thank you Anna for reading that do you have any uh, any comments on it no nothing stands out well, let's ask God to help us live a life of integrity and to give our friends who will help us do so. To give us friends that will help us to live a life of integrity. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you keep us aware of our, what we can do as Christians and what's in our power. That do not let uh, grudges or you know offenses dwell in us dormant lord but let's bring them out by praying for 45 days for the offender or for they to be well in jesus name amen psalms 101 verses 1 through 8 i will sing of your love and justice lord i will praise you with my songs i will be careful to live a blameless life when will you come to help me i will lead a life of integrity in my own home I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. I hate all who deal crookedly. I will have nothing to do with them. I will reject perverse ideas and stay away from evil. I will not tolerate people who slander their neighbors. I will not endure conceit and pride. I will search for faithful people to be my companions. Only those who are above reproach will be allowed to serve me. I will not allow deceivers to serve in my house and liars will not stay in my presence. My daily task will be to ferret out the wicked and free the city of the Lord's from their grip. And free the city of the Lord from their grip. Amen. Proverbs twenty six twenty, Fire goes out without wood, and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. The word of the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your reading for today. October 29th, may God in his in your glory be evident in our lives. Help us, to, Lord, to live this life in integrity. In Jesus' name, amen.